did his pow out. The Pow Wow with Mo Podcast. What up and welcome to the Pow Wow with Mo Podcast. I'm Mo. I am Pow Wow. And this is episode 13. Lucky 13. I thought it was unlucky. Is it lucky or unlucky 13? I think it depends. Yes. Maybe if you're like a... How you're feeling? Yeah, for sure. All right, so what do we have in current events? So, a few things. One, um, as our listeners know, I was not here last Sunday. Um, I went and got my uh, concealed carry. I went to my course. Uh, I want to talk about that for just a second because I was slightly concerned uh, with how it started off and then throughout the entire process. I'm sure it was an eight-hour course. And you learned all about gun safety and how to properly do it. I mean, because these people teaching the classes are the ones that are the strongest for the right to bear arms. So I'd assume they would do their utmost to make sure everyone was safe with their guns. You know what they say when you assume. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately, so as you said, it's an eight-hour class. Um, The total length of time that we were there – from showing up, waiting on everyone to get there, to getting our certificates was three and a half hours. Okay? Because um, he said that we don't need to go the full eight hours because most of it is about felony stuff and none of us are felons. Um, Did he ask or go through anything that would that he would already know that information? No, not, 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 okay. <laughs> one, not one bit. All you did was give your license, uh, and that's how he found out if you were a felon, I guess. Because um, he doesn't run it. I don't, I'm not real sure. Uh, so whenever we start the class, he starts off with the talking about basic information about guns and, uh, where you can carry it at. He did, he did teach you what to say if you shoot somebody, which is as soon as you shoot somebody, the first words out of your mouth should say, I felt my life was in immediate danger. Yeah, that's the, that's what you say. Um, and that, he drilled that into everyone's head multiple times. Um, so when he started out the class, the very first thing he told everybody was, the only way you can fail my class is if you shoot the instructor. That, that's, that's the criteria here to fail this class. Uh, not if you miss your six shots from five yards away, which one person did, um, or you don't pass the test because it's a, he's giving you the answers as we're doing the test. Um, so we, we go through that the whole course. He tells us he's going to teach us how to properly uh, hold the gun, um, Ways that you you can change your sights. Uh, none of that was talked about because I guess he just forgot by going off on his random stories. Three and a half hours about. is a long time. You forget a lot, you know. For sure. And just to clear that up, about forty five minutes to an hour of it was us shooting. No, oh, okay. So we're talking most like in actual classroom time it was about two hours, two hours and fifteen minutes in total. Because again, we waited on some people to show up. There was about 25, 30 people in this class. Everyone got their certificate. Like I mentioned, there was one lady who missed all five of her shots from about five yards away. Then he just let her redo it, take a step closer to the targets, so she could then shoot. And, I mean, it's probably a hard target to shoot, though, right? It was super difficult. It was 20 paper plates on a pallet, and all you had to do was shoot at one of them. There was no specified (laughs) one that you had to shoot at. 
You just had to shoot at him. From you, five yards away? From five yards away. And you could tell him which one you're going to shoot at. So it was the equivalent of the fair game with the balloons and the darts. Oh, that's even more difficult. No, that, that, that'd be even more difficult because okay. you've got wind moving those balloons. Right, right. This is just sitting there shooting at it. And that was, I mean, we had people out there with lasers on their guns. Oh, man. Five yards away. Um, it, it was quite nuts. But there's a few things that I did learn one that I could take my gun to a prison as long as I leave it in my car of the prison, um, which I was like, oh, that's good to know. That's that's good to know. I'm glad you told us. That's very one factual thing we should actually learn in this class. And then also uh, what my index finger is, which is the primary safety, which is the first question on the test. Um, again, whenever we went through the test, it's 15 questions. Howie said this would work. Is he goes, I'm going to give everyone the test, and then we're going to go through these questions. Not that you should take the actual test. Right. Um, so the first question was, you know, what is the what is your index finger? And it, the que the answers were something like trigger finger, primary safety, pointer finger, and other finger rule to say that. And then so someone said trigger finger, and he goes, that's a good answer. However, the best answer is primary safety. Does everyone got that? The best answer is primary safety. That's B. Circle B. That was just like the first question, though. Yeah, and then we went to the next question. Oh. And, and then that was how we did it for all 15 questions. So that probably took up quite a good amount of time. Yeah, all of about five minutes to go through <laughs> it and him give us the answers. Um, again, I'm, I'm not a dummy when it comes to guns. I've messed with them plenty. I, I'm not uh, fearful of myself doing something crazy. But again, it was very just disconcerting that someone who's been doing this for over 20 years right. um, certifies our sheriffs. In that area. Right. Um, and, and this is what he does. And this is how his class works. Again, I wasn't complaining. I, I'm there three and a half hours and I got my certificate. The same as someone who did it for eight hours. Right. Um, but I did find it quite uh, quite crazy, uh, that process. But now I've got to uh, take it in. I, I haven't had time because I have to schedule an appointment at the sheriff's office, uh, take my certificate down there, get fingerprinted, um, go online. I have to do that first and then take that. Um, but it's a very easy course um my grandfather decided to take his uh 1911 which is a 40 caliber um gun to shoot because of course that's the one that you should be uh, <laughs> concealed carry um we had a guy out there with a 45 um things you're just there's no way you're going to be carrying them as concealed at all right um but this guy tells us that he carries his concealed weapon everywhere anywhere he can take it he's taking it with him well, it's because the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Exactly, which brings me into my current event for this week. All right. Uh, so there was a father at Popeye's Chicken. Uh, there was a guy who came in and robbed, um, or excuse me, was trying to rob this uh, customer, not the store. He's trying to rob the customer because why would you go to the store that has guaranteed cash? Right. Let's go to the people inside of the store. Uh, he pointed, not trying to like hurt Popeyes, right? So he tried. He pointed the gun at this gentleman. Uh, he said he didn't have any money, and if he could just let his family go. Well, then his children come walking out of the bathroom, and the guy points the gun at his children. This guy, who is a licensed uh, carry, pulls his gun out and shoots multiple shots in this guy and kills him. Um, again, uh, it was okay because he shot in defense of a third person, which is his child. Something else you learn is you can protect your children, your spouse, and your parents. Um, so he told us that if we see an old lady in the parking lot getting beat up by three guys, we can't shoot them. 
However, we can say, hey, I'm calling the police. Then if they look towards me and I feel threatened, then I can shoot them. Right. Because um, that, again, is just perfectly okay to... Well, back to this guy's shootings. I mean, I get it if someone pointed a loaded gun at your kids. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that was a, a bad thing at all. I mean, he he protected his children, got the nerve to come into a Popeye's fast food restaurant with a gun to rob you and not the people there, then obviously he may shoot you. So I understand why he took charge of that, but that was just my segue into bringing right. up that. Um, so have you heard about the whole Danny Masterson thing this week? I have, man. And I've so, seen his show got canceled. No, no. All right. So or did he get taken off? He got taken off. So, okay. I love that 70s show. It was like one of the first it's shows awesome. that like I would watch it every week. I knew when it came on. Yeah. Red's my favorite though. But I mean, I loved Hyde. And then I've recently learned, you know, Danny Masterson's a Scientologist. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, I'm just fascinated by the religion. Yeah, it's a little a little crazy. There's crazy stuff about it. So anyway, he is accused of raping people. I don't mm-hmm. know. I read the story the other day a few days ago, so I'm foggy on the details. Mm-hmm. Um some people are saying it's somewhat tied to the Church of Scientology, which wouldn't surprise me from what I've heard. I mean, there's what's it, Leah Remini yeah. does that show about how they cover a lot of bad things up. Right. So he's getting he'll be he'll be on part two of the second season or whatever it is mm-hmm. of The Ranch, which I try to watch The Ranch on Netflix, and I love Netflix shows. I could not do it. <laughs> now I know people that love it. Yeah. But it is so sitcom-y, like, so really? laugh track and wait and pauses, and I just, I can't get into it. Like, all the people I like that are on it or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, just it's not good. But anyway, so they're going to ride him off of the show, but they're going to keep it going because it does make such good numbers for Yeah, they, they don't want to get rid of that cash cow. Right. So, anyway, he's still claiming, you know, it's none of it's true. Maybe it's not. I mean, I think we are living in a dangerous world where accusations mean guilt. Agree. Especially lately. And I don't think it should be that way, but there's due process for a reason. In my right. opinion. Um, but, but I understand. I mean, there's been a ridiculous amount of people in the last month that have, uh, you know, had accusations against them. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them are true. Uh, I know that the OU player, the OU running back, uh, just did like a three-hour lie detector test um, saying he didn't do it and passed it. Right. And so, I mean, I do think there are ones out there which really, unfortunately, brings down. uh, I just think they have to make a way that false allegations can be punished. Oh, I, that's uh, as severely, agree. if not more severely, because you that's what's going to ruin the system. Well, and it's going to get that trust away from people wanting to believe the ones who are actually raped. Right. Or, like in college, me and you were very close to a scenario in which a girl claimed a guy raped her. Yep. A lot of people knew it wasn't true, but then this guy had to change schools for like a semester, move mm-hmm. away. Eventually came back when she admitted that she wasn't, but it was like a whole thing. It got it got nuts for a minute. And then sure. like nothing bad ever happened to her from no. it. So like you just hate to see those things. Or like the ones where like the guy loses the you know, four ad scholarship. Just because of an accusation. And then they're like, Oh, he didn't do it. Yep. All right, twenty two year old who's been locked up for four years, go enjoy your life as an innocent man. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's very crazy. Agreed. Um, something else I've seen this week is gas stations are going to start installing blue lights to combat drug use in their bathrooms. 
What do blue lights do? It does not allow you to be able to see your veins. Oh. Um, however, it looks like a black light. So I am afraid when you walk into a bathroom, you're going to be seeing all kinds of stuff everywhere yeah, yeah. that you probably wouldn't have seen with just a normal fluorescent light. Yeah, but I don't know. Druggies are pretty... They're pretty good. They'll just bring like another filter that they'll like hold over their eye that blocks out the Yeah, blue they'll, they'll figure so something they can... out. But this has just started being testing uh, at sheet gas stations in Pennsylvania. But they are trying to popularize this so other people will use it to, again, combat drug use for people that, you know, either are living on the streets or just don't want to do it in their home or can't for whatever. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's a great idea. But again, some people said that it's jarring walking to a bathroom that's pretty dark. Uh, with blue lights, it looks almost like a uh, a horror film. Right. <laughs> okay, so something that I'm curious on your take, because I, I can see both sides really on this thing. So the gay wedding cake fiasco, oh, right? That's been yes. going on for like 10 years, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So it's going to the Supreme Court. Where do you say, like, okay, so part of me is like, if you as a business owner do not want that business on you then i guess you could say no because you can turn away business from anyone if you own your own store i just don't think it would be a good move for if you're a cake maker agreed to lose that crowd <laughs> so but i really don't think there's anything wrong with it now when people come back with the defenses of well we can't sell them cake because that violates my religion i'm like well that's wrong agreed i mean i think that you should have the right just like walmart won't do it if you've got hitler on there um, or, or things like that. Right. I mean, there's plenty of people that won't do cakes for certain reasons. But, um, so like, like I'm all on that side, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, you could have made that argument whenever, you know, black people and segregation was happening, all that, where businesses wouldn't serve them. You could be like, if you don't want their business, Agreed. then you just don't have to serve them people. And they'll take it elsewhere. But like, you kind of needed people to be like, no, you have to. Yep. In order for things to work out. So... I mean, I look at it as one. This is the only one that I've known of, at least with regards to the cake. Um, and I know I'm, I'm assuming there's probably a couple more, but it's not that big of a deal. But I, one thing, this has been around forever. Um, honestly, it's tough because if you say that you side on the side of the business, then it feels like you're saying that you hate gay people. Right, and um, I'm in full support. Agree. You want to do whatever you want. I have I no just, problem with that. Like, okay, like, let's say it goes to the Supreme Court, and they're like, all right, you got to make the cake. Is that couple going to buy cake from that person now? Exactly. I mean, No. They're like, fuck that guy. I don't want that cake anymore. I mean, I I don't know. I think this is a slippery slope. I don't know if there's a really good, solid answer. um, I mean, one way or the other. Solid answer is, everyone don't be assholes. You should have just made them a cake in the first place. And just be done with it. And be done with it, because for whatever reason, you think the Bible tells you you can't sell cakes to gay people. Of course Which not. It, exactly. I just, I, I don't, I have a problem with it because he said it's based on his religion. If he just goes, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I think this thing would he not have like, gotten blown out as much. How dare you? Green and blue on the same cake. Exactly. You know what taste. I mean? No one would have cared. He'd be like, all right, whatever, pompous asshole. Exactly. But because you come out and say it, uh, I don't know. I have an issue with it because you're saying it's based on that. I don't know. It, it's a tough and slippery slope that. I think if you get involved in either way, it's going to look bad to a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, something I want to follow up on. I mentioned a couple weeks ago about that employee for Nick Lachey's bar that was shot in the face that lived. Um, he is, they're doing a benefit concert 
Um, Nick Lachey in 98 Degrees? Yes, they're, they're, oh, doing a, they're doing a little tour. I actually just heard him uh, with Ryan Seacrest on the radio that they're doing a, a little Christmas tour. Um, and some of that will be donated uh, to this lady's medical expenses. However, there was uh, a gentleman named Lavoris Hightower that was indicted by the Cincinnati Police Department for attempted murder, felonious assault, weapons under disability, and tampering with evidence. Uh, he did voluntarily turn himself in, and then as soon as he turned himself in, his attorney came out and said, my client is not guilty. Um, I understand you turn yourself in because there's a warrant out, um, whether you're guilty or not. But if the eyewitness, the person who shot, who you shot, says this is the person who shot me. But um, then again, I mean, you could misremember. Oh, for sure. I mean, get, you got shot a, in the face. It's a possibility. You got shot in the face. And again, th this, uh, I don't know how well you would have seen them after not only you were almost hit. I don't know. Maybe it was that when he got out of his car that they were arguing. Um, I, I'm not real sure. But um, he was arrested. Uh, they haven't uh, gave that details yet whether he was out on bond or anything. But he has currently been detained. And we'll see what happens from there. All right, and then so something that I feel like we brought up a couple weeks ago is that Disney may buy Fox. Mm -hmm. All right, so some updates on this, and now this article I'm reading came out a week before this podcast episode is going to come out. This came out this last Tuesday. Yep. So it could have already happened. Things could change, um, but I found it interesting, and it is on theringer.com. Um, but basically, Disney is going to try to buy a part of Fox, the way it uh, is looking. Okay. Um, if it went through, Fox would keep its news and sports assets, but it would sell its cable network, such as National Geographic and FX, its stakes in Hulu and the British TV company Sky, and its film and TV studios, which is 21st Century Fox, which contained 20th Century Fox and the Fox Entertainment Group. So none of that's set in stone, of course, but that's what everyone... So they're going to keep their sports. Okay. So I guess Fox FS1, yeah, FS1 and News. And that's all they're doing? I would assume they would keep like Fox. You, I was like, what about the Fox channel itself? But I guess not. No, I mean, it says it's not here, but it, it did specifically mention cable channels and not the network. So maybe they do keep Fox, but they're going to lose FX. So yeah. like, it makes me worry for FX because they have a lot of good shows. Like I love Atlanta. And if for whatever reason they were like, no, we're we don't want to support Donald Glover's badass tv show or yeah. any, there's a lot of weird shows on fx so yep. like i don't know it makes me worried that if disney owns too much it's going to monopolize almost right but not in the way like businesses do but in the way of like well we this filmmaker pissed off bob exactly Iger. and they're going we're what? done you half of hollywood's close to you now <laughs> like that that would suck for sure um uh, the 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 cool thing of course would be the marvel Cinematic Universe. They would get all the X-Men and Fantastic Four back. And I know uh, Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, and he was the Human Torch in the first Fantastic yep. Four. He made some funny joke of pitching the movie idea of Captain America, Human Torch, team <laughs> movie, which I think is pretty funny. That'd be cool. Um, and then X-Men's awesome, and so I would just love to see more X-Men stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but they would own the majority of Hulu if Disney did this. So... There was all these reports that they would start their own service next year. In my opinion, why do that if Hulu exists? Mm -hmm. Just put all your stuff on Hulu and really go into that. But the Hulu interface sucks. Yeah. They always try to change it up and stuff. But there's just 
There's just some things Netflix just will always do better. For whatever, first off, Netflix lets me choose my quality so that it doesn't automatically stream in my Give you some ridiculous amount, yeah. And take all my internet up. Um, Netflix remembers where I'm at on shit better. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Like, it'll pop so, up and say, do you want to resume this episode at this exact spot? Right. And then Fox used to publish the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the box sets and stuff, I feel like, are still Fox. But if they bought this, then they could then release, like, once the ninth episode's out, like, a nine oh, really? box set. Because they would have their rights all And, of course, them. they would for probably, like, $400. Well, and honestly, if they it. bought them, they would probably bring back the brum bum brum bum before the Star Wars. Because, like, everyone remembers that. And yeah. episode seven was the first one that didn't have it. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, that's weird. So if they bought it, they would probably bring it back just to be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just throw it on there. Because we own it now. For sure. Um, and then, I don't know, they'd have Planet of the Apes, the Die Hard movies, the Alien movies, Avatar. I mean, they, they'd be balling. I mean, Disney would literally own almost everything. So uh, part of me is like, that's cool because Disney, make at least they make stuff. I'm surprised that they allow that to happen. Like with the AT&T purchasing, um, you know, they, they veto that one. But that's different because that's consumers and stuff. Like Hollywood doesn't have consumers. Like they make movies and then you pay a movie theater, you know what I mean? But like it's not like Hollywood – like Disney is not charging you mm-hmm. directly to be on some plan. I don't know. I feel like it's somewhat different when it's an entertainment or art industry thing as opposed to, no, we're going to monopolize every cell phone, internet for sure. I mean, yeah. they were they were trying to buy CBS or whatever it was. That's my thing is if if you're not going to allow AT&T to purchase another news station or another channel in CBS, I don't see how Disney purchasing Fox is that big of a difference. When they're not purchasing the whole thing. Agree. I mean, they're and maybe maybe they're going to learn from this and go, you know, we're only going to purchase these channels and that's right. it. Like I don't know, I'm not smart enough to know all those laws. For sure. But agree. I hear you. So with the holiday season being here, I know some people are out there baking. Uh, one thing that I just recently saw that I ate that I'm unaware of till just now is that silver sprinkles are not edible. Okay. So those little silver round balls you put on like little Christmas tree cookies, those that look like almost like little ornaments. I don't guess I've ever seen these. So there's someone who just made cookies and they had these on there. Um, Again, you're on a cookie. I'm going to eat it because it's on the freaking cookie. Right. Um, however, starting in 1906, it was a banned substance. Um, and it is currently banned. Get you fucked up. Yeah. Uh, it is sold in 49 state, states except for California because in 2003 there was a lawsuit. Um, so obviously they can't. Just like with most things you buy that says this could cause cancer in California. Um, but it's still considered uh, a non-edible source. It is... A, um, just a decoration, and that is all. So if you see any cookies with uh, those little silver balls on them, don't eat them because they are. What I liked not about edible. our wedding, because we had leftovers somehow, mm-hmm. is there's these sixlets, which are like you know those round M Ms, yep. and they look just like pearls. So like you can put those on cakes, but like they're just sixlets, and they're delicious. But if mm-hmm. you just saw a bowl of them, you're like, why is there a bowl of pearls sitting there? Yeah. That's- um, I loved them. Ate a bunch. But then while eating them, you would feel like these don't look right. Yeah. I don't know if I should be eating them. For sure. Uh, I mentioned like a couple weeks ago regarding uh, Shohei Otani. Again, I'm sorry if I just completely destroyed that name. That Japanese baseball star, that's yeah, yeah. player, signed with the Angels um, on Saturday. The uh, Mike Trout. 
they've got Mike Trout still. They're not letting him go. Um, the I was hoping for the Mariners, though. I was. Yeah. He, he did come out, and he was able to say one full sentence in English, saying, hi, my name is, and then he said his What? Hi, my name is. <laughs> and he busted out an old right? school um, But uh, the, the, one of his first questions that were asked him that he pulled off pretty well, they asked him um, which he's more excited to get first, um, uh, pitching victory or a home run. He says, hopefully if I can pull it off, maybe both in one game. Um, okay, so I had a question about yeah. him. Are you surprised he didn't go to, like, a National League team? Yeah. Because whenever you were telling me about that, in my mind, I was just like, well, he should go to the National League. Yeah. But instead, he's going to go to the American League, and if he's a pitcher, are they going to let him come in and bat? And they're not going to have their DH who they have on a regular basis hit? Right. So, um, like, I feel like it's a waste of this everything we've been promised. Yeah, and I don't know if – because they were talking about how they're going to let him play both ways. So, I mean – in my opinion, you're going to allow one pitcher on your entire pitching staff. Yeah, it's okay. Then he's not on your starting. I mean, there's no. I mean, but he's got to be. If he's, you're bringing maybe him they make that, maybe he starts the game and he's a mid reliever. I can see that. I mean, I just don't know how else you do it because, like we're saying, like if he gets every fifth start. Oh. But then he's agreed. just going to play in normal games in between that. Yeah. There's just no way that works. No, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, however, I am kind of excited to see, cause that was one of my first things was this is an American league team. You've got DHs, but I mean, again, um, who knows? They, this may change some people of how they do it in the American league and they allow some pitchers to hit. I mean, I, I mean, if your pitcher was better than your, you know, than your 12 DH? person yeah. on the bench sort of person, he would already be doing it. I feel like agreed. But I'm, I don't know. I'm ready to see how uh, how he plays out. But he did sign uh, with the Angels, so we'll see how that plays out. Right on. Um, okay. And then, you know, I love LeVar Ball, kind of. Like, in a weird <laughs> way, I find him entertaining. I'm glad he's a thing. Yep. So, this week, he pulled LiAngelo Ball out of UCLA. He did. And, set and his... then he's also previously pulled LaMelo Ball, the one that will probably be real good or mm-hmm. would have been really good, um, out of his high school. He's going to homeschool him. And now the word is he's trying to get both of them on a European league team yep. to play. Now, I'm not against that. There's a lot of good European players that don't have to go to college. They yep. just play on these things and get to come straight to the NBA. I think it's a decent plan. But I feel like LeVar could be ruining his youngest ability to be as good as he could have been. Agreed. And Leangelo should have really been happy to get a scholarship and should have got a college degree. Because mm-hmm. he's probably not going to go to the NBA, even though I like him. He's, like, he's my favorite of them. With his half eyebrows. Right. He's great. But I don't know. I, I have come around to have like, maybe LeVar's ruining his kids. But I don't think yes. he always was. No. I, I think it's a new thing that's happened where he has turned that way. I mean, I think it comes from a good place. I think he does want his kids to excel. Um, I mean, he had that interview where he said, of course he believes his son's better than Steph Curry. Um, he goes, I don't care if he has he 10 MVPs. He looks fucking shit. Lonzo's shot looks so bad. So, one thing, I know you guys had this basketball episode, and yeah. I, I haven't caught up yet, but at that time I had told Dom, and I know he didn't bring it up, that Lonzo Ball had the worst field goal percentage, worst three-point percentage, and worst free throw percentage in the entire NBA. Not just on his position. Right. This is, includes DeAndre Jordan, Andre Dr- Drummond, the same Andre Robertson, the worst people in the world to shoot, and he is not even beating them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
we briefly brought up that neither one of us liked him. Mm-hmm. They didn't look good. Uh, that's really all we went into it. With, well, I mean, really. I, I picked him for rookie of the year because I thought he had a chance. But not at all. I mean, I brought up Donovan Mitchell, and he's been doing awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, his shot just sucks so bad. Yeah. It and really he does. is no, I mean, they had a picture of him on ESPN, and I thought it was photoshopped with his arm. Because his arms are smaller than KD's. I mean, this dude has got like my three year old son's arms. Right. And I mean, and now since he got a haircut, I mean, it looks better because his hair used to look ridiculous. Absolutely. But you see his face more now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, man. <laughs> it, it's a little crazy. Um, one other thing I want to bring up here, uh, it was mainly about the headline. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn got injured again, but the headline says, Lindsey Vaughn suffers back injury in World Cup race after Trump comments. Yeah, it makes me think someone attacked her. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she made some Trump comments, exactly. someone attacked so, her. Someone someone messed up her back, gave her, you know, put a bad bump in the slopes Maybe there. Tanya Harding. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just... It's like just because she made that comment is the reason she's injured. Obviously, this was on Fox News um, that I found that. I just thought it was a little uh, crazy that that is the reason she has. I mean, at least to me, that's what I see you're saying the reason she has a back injury was because of her Donald Trump comment. Right. All right. The last thing I had um, for our current events, and this is on. All right. So lately, I've been really getting into Reddit. Mm-hmm. I've always like briefly looked at Reddit, but this week because I haven't had a Facebook, I just realized like I'm gonna dig into Reddit, and I really like it. It crave it scratches all the itches Facebook does, but you don't have to see people that you kind of know. Okay, so it's almost better in a lot of ways. But anyway, through that, I uh, found this article that was on Salon, and the headline I found funny of alt right women are upset that alt right men are treating them terribly, and then the article which I could read a whole lot, but it's pretty long. Is basically women in the alt right movement are getting pissed that the men in the alt right movement are sexist and assholes to them. They're okay with them being racist, but don't don't be and dicks to people outside the movement. But they feel like there shouldn't be that inside the movement because they've earned not being treated that way. So they're not under the the rule of we should treat people how we want to be treated. That's that's out the window. Right. It reminds me of okay. So one of my favorite TV shows this last year is Handmaiden's Tale, mm-hmm. which is so good. And the the lady off Chuck, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, I, I know exactly. Go on here, lady off Chuck. Yeah. On Handmaiden's Tale, you figure out at some point of time that she used to be an author and wrote a book, but in the world they're now living in, and she's married to like a high commander of this new world. Mm-hmm. Women aren't allowed to read. And then you're like, how would you feel if you wrote a book and now women weren't even allowed to read? And it's r- very similar to that in my mind or whatever. Like yeah. these women in the alt right movement of like, how what they don't like women. It's like no, because they're alphas. They ain't no cuck bitches. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that's a little that's a little nuts. Um, I do have one last thing. I actually I want to bring up. So I had seen. Uh, I had seen this thing, an article, and it just mentioned that idiotic bar makes pappy jello shots can never sell pappy again. So I want to know what pappy is. Okay. Um, it's pappy Van Winkle. Um, Not a clue. I had no idea. Apparently, this is some amazing uh, bourbon that they only make 8,000 barrels a year. Okay. 
And apparently there is a lottery. They hold lotteries to sell the uh, businesses this bird. Do you think they make more money that way than just expanding? Absolutely. Okay. I'm because let me explain why. So I look online and the first thing that pulls up for me is an old van, old Rip Van Winkle 25-year bourbon, which they sell on their website. Okay. This bottle, little bitty bottle, maybe maybe a quart, okay? Right. $13,999.95. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. So I go on the website. I don't get these alcohol people. Well, this is where I'm really confused because I go on the website. That exact same bottle is $295 on the website. And on the website, they put that many retailers jack up their prices, and this is their suggested rate is on their websites. Okay. So for whatever reason, because they have to go into this lottery, and I mean, it's supply and demand. Right. These businesses go, we're getting it. So in my opinion, they are losing money by not expanding. If someone is willing to pay, I won't say 13, I won't say 10 grand for a bottle, and they're selling it for 200 but you know they're not selling it there's that's what they're suggesting other retailers sell so i don't know so they'd be selling it less than that so i don't know what they actually sell it if they're just trying to save face and go we're only saying you should sell it for 200 even though we sell it for a thousand dollars a bottle or whatever yeah um but so i'm reading this and apparently this guy um busha who says that you know he doesn't understand the big hype he goes it's bourbon i'm gonna sell it yeah. Just like any other alcoholic bar would. Um, so he's been making jello shots. So I thought, oh, this is the first year this guy's made jello shots. You know, that's why they're taking it away from him. Nope. He made him in 2014, made him in 2015, and made him in 2016. So now, because of him using this as jello shots in the bourbon community, not believing that's what you should use it for. They are no longer because the people who do the lottery are a privatized business who can choose who they want to sell it to. Right. They are no longer going to allow this company to buy the Pappy Van Winkle bird. Well, it sounds like this guy's not going to care. No. Because he didn't care about it in the first place. But to me, it's just a perfect example of the snowflake culture, but like in everything. Yeah. Like everyone's like fucking millennials and snowflakes. Like, no. It's like, snowflakes no, no, and Democrats, sir. Republicans, and in the bourbon community. <laughs> exactly. Like, you think the everywhere. manly man community wouldn't have this problem? They'd be like, drink whatever you want to drink. I don't know. But then again, I guess I'm a libertarian in heart. I'm yeah. Like, I don't care what you do with anything. If you buy the cheers. For sure. And so I just thought that was a little crazy that because he decided after he purchased it with his own money, at his own establishment, he decides to use it his own way. They go, no, no, no. Because you didn't make it in a neat, make it neat, you know, just in glass with no ice. Then you're no longer allowed to sell our bourbon to your uh, customers. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's That's a little nut. for sure. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're doing top five favorite meals to cook. Can't wait. and we're back uh powwow what's the thing that i forgot to do last week and we have forgotten to do so far (laughs) it is our email if anyone has any questions suggestions or corrections please email us at the powwow with mo at gmail.com that is t-h-e-p-o-w-w-o-w-w-i-t-h-m-o at gmail.com yeah we only have like 
10 or so top five yeah. <laughs> ideas left. So if anyone has any of those or any other topic ideas, we would enjoy those for sure. For sure. So I did want to ask you, I know you had talked about it. You didn't elaborate really, but you said something about an old man got all pissy at a grocery store or something. Yeah. So basically what happened was I always go grocery shopping Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It is my religion to go grocery shopping. Shorter than a church service, I bet. Yeah, one just yeah. Most people are at church, and I don't have to deal with them <laughs> at the store. Uh, so that's kind of what I do. But anyway, I go to the store. Uh, I get everything, come back, and I'm like, I forgot stew meat. I got everything else for stew, but I forgot, forgot stew, the meat. stew meat. So I was like, damn it. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna run to Pruitt's, which is a news story here, because mm-hmm. I did go to Walmart because the Savings Catcher app. I just get a lot. I back hear you on there, that. man. Um, so I go to Pruitt's, check out that place. Um, they have stew meat. They have like a pick five meats for $25 sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their stew meat is one of those items. So I get two things of stew meat. Mm-hmm. It's like two pounds of that. And then I'm like, huh, I need to figure out what's the other three things I'm going to get here. Yeah. Uh, while I'm looking, this old couple, I've veered away at this time away from the five for 25 thing, just looking at other stuff. This old couple notices there's these ribeyes for like, a little over $5, like $5 on some change for a ribeye. And there's two of them, and they grab those two. They go to the butcher, and they're like, we need more of these, like real demanding, right? Yeah. And he comes over and shows that in the 5 for 25, there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> so this old man's like, well, I need, I need 12 of them. I need 12 of them. And the guy goes, then get them. Like there's twelve of them out there. Grab right, some. Right, so bitches. he grabs twelve. There leaves two left. Okay. I have two stew meats, so I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna grab two ribeyes. We're gonna eat ribeyes tonight. It'll be delicious. Makes sense. Right, and five dollars for a ribeye is a really That's good deal. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good deal. Uh, so get that. Now the way I have like those little baskets, I don't have like a whole shopping cart. Mm-hmm. So I have the ribeyes on bottom and the stew meat are on top of that, and they're like bigger than the ribeye. So the old man comes back while I'm looking for what is the fifth item okay. that I need. And he was like, there are just two over here. I just saw them. There are two over here. And the wife's like, well, someone has them. And then he's like, oh, looking around in my basket. <laughs> but he, he can't see them. But he can't see them. Yep. Because they're covered by the stew meat. <laughs> and like, sure, I could have knocked out this old man easily. But I, my thought was just like, fuck, I need the fifth item. <laughs> just get out of here. Before I get into it with this old man over the two ribeyes that are oh fucking God. free game. Yep. You don't own them. Nope. But you're going to act like you need them for whatever reason because you already got 12 plus the original two. So you have 14 <laughs> fucking ribeyes and you're mad you can't get the other two. And then I noticed some little Smokies. Koopy wanted to make pigs in the blankets. So I grabbed some little Smokies. Yeah. Got the fuck out of there. But as I was looking around, because I think I'm going to get like croissants or whatever, I looked back to that area and they're still like hunting around, like fucking pissed about it. This old man's <laughs> just like verbally angry about, I know there, I saw two more. And she's like, well, you should have grabbed them. And I'm just like, oh God, stupid old people. I mean, you so. already got 12 of them. I know. 14. That's so. We got two originally. So. That oh, was crazy. Um, but maybe those people should have went. I have went back there now to get meat because their meat's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Good deal. And it seems a little more fresh. For sure, man. Since they have like a butcher right there. Yeah, I know they've got like a, a plentiful amounts of seafood that people have been talking about, whether it's crab, lobster, 
Um, never have lobster. Swordfish. I need to. That'd be um, cool. I've seen Gordon Ramsay I mean, cook it. Personally, so. I just love my white flaky fish. Yeah. That we could defry, and that's how I like <laughs> seafood. <laughs> I hear you, man. All right, so that kind of leads us in to this week. We're gonna do top five favorite meals to cook. Uh, not sure if we'll have another topic after this because it might take a while to explain. We might give a little like some recipe ideas here, yeah, um, and kind of what we do. Now, me personally, I kind of I cook every night. Mm-hmm. That or I go get food, but like seventy five percent of the time, I cook a meal at night. Um, some people think that's weird, but I'm just a domesticated man, and my wife. As we asked her what her favorite meal to cook was before this, and she <laughs> said grilled cheese and heat up soup. Yep. So um, I've taken on that burden and totally fine with it. I've enjoyed cooking since I was young. Yeah. Because my parents weren't amazing at it. I've learned now why. Seasoning. They don't use seasoning. That's and what it is, my man. Dad thinks every piece of meat ever is going to be undercooked. So that's a whole other issue. But anyway. I just started cooking at an early age. I enjoy cooking now. So these are like my top five in my normal rotation of what I cook and what I kind of like. Yeah, I mean. So I include like one thing on here that's probably not delicious, delicious, but it's something I make and maybe some podcast listener would like to make it. Yeah. So I include it on here. For sure. All right. So I'll start with my number five. My number five is cowboy grillers with fried potatoes and uh, grilled asparagus. So... What is a cowboy griller? Cowboy griller. All it is, it is a chicken breast that you use a meat tenderizer and pound it out pretty flat. And then you put inside of it, you put cheese, whatever kind of cheese you want. Normally, I use some sort of cheddar, uh, jalapenos. And then you wrap it, you'll kind of wrap it almost in a uh, cylinder type, sh- uh, type shape and wrap it with bacon. And then you cook it on the grill for about 30 minutes or so. Um, and then you're just rotating it. And then... When you're done with it, when you cut it open, you've got this gooey cheese and jalapenos inside of it with your chicken and bacon wrapped around the outside. So it's like a Mexican cordon bleu. Yes. Kind of. It, it, it's kind of like that. Because um, to me, like, I don't hate jalapenos, mm-hmm. but they can ruin something they for can. me. And I'm not, so. and I don't put like, I put one, not even one full jalapeno in every one. They're pretty small. You put it on there. Normally we'll have like three slices that will just sit right on top because there's toothpicks you put in to hold the bacon while it's cooking. Right. Um, halfway through cooking, you can take out the toothpicks you don't want to leave them in because otherwise you'll have a nasty bite whenever you bite into it. Um, but it's, a, it's an easy meal. It's something that my mom used to get from uh, a store called Reesers in, in Tulsa um, that they sold it in their deli area. Now they don't. Right. Um, but whenever I figured out how simple it was to make it, it's just it's really delicious because that bacon wrapped around you. You can't yeah, I mean, go wrong with bacon. Um, right. But the key is the season. Some people can mess up bacon, and it's crazy. I've had some bad bacon, which just blows my mind. Right. Um, but th- that is my number five meal to cook. All right. My number five is um, an old favorite. Okay. Went through a phase of like, fuck that, I'm too good for it, but now I'm back on board, which is chili dogs. Chili dogs, man. So. Hold on. Let's, let's, start, let's start first. What kind of hot dogs? Right, so a- let me get to that. Okay, so first off, I was always the type of person. To me, like, bar-ass hot dogs were, bar S were, the they stuff were cheap, we were and they were just as good as all that other Oscar Mayer shit, and everything was more expensive. What you think? Bar-ass was, was good. Um, and, and they were fun, right? Mm-hmm. So for years, I've been like, oh, they're fun. So within the last year, I believe it has been, because um, this is when I've been, va- like, really soapboxing up for hot dogs. Mm-hmm. They had some Nathan's hot dogs on sale yes. at Walmart, 
And I was like, sure, I'll try out these kosher hot dogs or whatever. <laughs> and I cooked them on the grill. They're so good. Like, I don't even know how to explain it if I can. Like, compared to just like a normal bar S no flavor hot dog. And then they're like delicious. just one of these, like there's just so much flavor. Yeah. And like even now, I'm like, I don't even have to make the chili and the cheese and all the other stuff. I could really just eat the hot dog, dog yeah. and bread, and it would be for delicious. Sure. Um, but because of my new love for Nathan's hot dogs, I will eat I make chili dogs at least every other week. Okay. So like every two weeks, I, because it's cheap, yeah. fairly cheap. I mean, like, sure, and Nathan's it's hot dogs are twice as expensive as the cheaper hot dogs. And now Nathan's but, hot dogs are six dollars for a pack. Oh, uh, see, I just bought a uh like the jumbo ones on the five for 25 thing. Yep. But um, normally I get them like three fifty four dollars for a pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad fairly recently found these like foot long circus Nathan's <laughs> hot dogs and brought them to me. And they were, when you see them, you're like, Oh, for whatever reason, I always thought that Sonic's long hot dogs are big. These no. things were huge, like bigger than this commuter monitor, which like they had to at least be two foot. They were, yeah, they, they were, were so massive. big. And then I try to grill them and keep them all in tag, but they all snapped and I picked them up with for tongs. Sure. And anyway, I love Nathan's hot dogs. They've really changed my life and as far as my love for just hot dogs in general. For sure. I now, I think there's two ways you can make hot dogs. I think you can boil some water, cook them that way. But on the grill is always going to be always better. It's always going to be better. I mean, boiling Open hot- fire is honestly the always about like fire oh, yeah. pit and you put them on a hanger. Always Old school style. They taste way better that way for whatever reason. Yep. Um, but a grill's a close second. And then if you don't have a grill or if you're just lazy that day, I think you can boil them in some water on the stove. Yeah, or if you get good. real lazy, you can throw them in the microwave. Uh, uh, which is the worst. I'm not trying to uh, I don't like the shrivel. Like you know it explodes at the end and gets all shriveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's I have all the time as a kid. All right, so what do you have for number four? Number four is actually a breakfast. Uh, it is biscuits and sausage gravy, bacon and scrambled eggs is actually what I God just damn, made yesterday. I can't morning. believe I didn't include breakfast. I know you didn't, I, which is nuts. Because um, I know your love for eggs and for breakfast in general. Eggs are just my um, favorite food, period. Like, I know you'll eat eggs no matter what it is. Um, but I, I once I figured out how to make a, a decent roux, um, which is just you know butter um, with your flour, get that butter melted down, throw your flour in there, let it get into a bowl, add your milk. Um, slowly create your gravy that way. Um, however, whenever I started, because I've always cooked sausage the same way. I turn my stove on medium, let it cook up pretty quick, and get it done. Um, my grandmother showed me recently, start your sausage and don't cook it fast. Cook it slow, like 25 minutes. Um, and I was surprised at the amount of grease that stays uh, in the pan that you can use to cook with, which just makes it right. that much better. Yeah, um, our fraternity brother Fish taught me how to make sausage gravy in college because mm-hmm. I never made it, but I love making breakfast. Um, I always add too much flour. Yeah, every time. So I just really don't do it because I'm like I'm gonna fuck it up. See, I always do it where it's you know I start out with about a uh, I don't I think it's a quarter uh, cup of butter and like two and a half tablespoons of flour. And just kind of add to it if I need to it from there. Um, but it's, I love biscuits gravy. Unfortunately, my wife's been having to cut back on a lot of dairy because of our son getting sick. Uh, so she doesn't get to enjoy this food as much as we do. Uh, but me and my son will just tear this up all day. Yeah. And a key to eggs, um, just because we're talking about breakfast, my only time. Um, 
is if you're making scrambled eggs, cooking it at a low, low temperature for a long time is just way better. Yep. It just is, period. Yep, especially if you don't want to get that burnt stuff on the bottom of your pan. It just... I can't believe I didn't put breakfast burritos. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I know. Anyway, um, okay. also, I really like making French toast. French toast is awesome. In college, there are many a nights where I'm like, got a loaf of bread. That new... make 16 pieces of French yeah, toast. exactly. <laughs> Oh man, there's that new artisan bread is amazing for French toast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that my is my grandpa used four. to make it every other weekend, and I say they're not twelve years in a row or something. Mm -hmm. So I just watched him make it and was like, all right, key is you have to make bacon first. Yeah, that's what he always claimed. Bacon, um, cook it in. I hear you. All right, my number four. This was what I was talking about earlier, but I think it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the name of it will be. I'm gonna call it crock pot chicken. Okay. Because that's what I cook it in. So right. what I do is I get chicken breasts, season them up for a little bit in the morning, and then before I leave to work, and you can't wait to lunch because this doesn't take a whole long time. This takes like four or five hours in crock pot, maybe. If you do it like all day, it's going to get where like it burns the edges. Anyway, yep. season those with chicken breasts, put them in the crock pot, and then get a big can of cream of chicken, mm -hmm. and then like a normal size can of cream of mushroom. And then you put it in there. Hopefully, it covers all the chicken. Sometimes, a lot of times, I add a little bit of water, just to kind of make sure it's completely covered. Make sure it's completely covered there, yeah. and then just let it cook all day. Kind of stir it around, you know, mix it in there throughout the day, and it is delicious. Because there's only really two ways to make non-dry chicken, in my opinion. You have to brine it or make it in a crock pot covered Agreed. in soupy shit. And I really, really enjoy it. So I normally just get like some stove top, but you can get like mashed potatoes, whatever sides you really want with it. But on the days I make that, I'm always looking forward to coming home because I'm like, oh yeah, I made the crock pot. It's already good so to go. So it's already done. Like, crock pot meals are the best. Especially man. like if I'm making stove top. Stove top is literally half a stick of butter, a cup and a half of water. When it gets to a boil, combine them and set to the side for five minutes. It's like, it's almost literally doing nothing. So... Those are always quick meals. Yeah. Uh, I find it to be pretty delicious. Uh, I really think the key is just seasoning the chicken, which I really like seasoning. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I really like to season up the chicken breast before I cook it um, in the soup stuff. My wife likes to use the soupy gravy stuff to go on side. Yeah, like on a potato. That's always delicious, man. Uh, steak fingers, mashed potatoes and gravy, and steamed vegetables. Um, steak fingers is something my grandmother cooked. Would you say steak fingers is the same as chicken fried steak? No. Okay. Just curious. Um, no. I, if you cook it with the same meat, if you use like a, a cube steak, um, then it is. Um, however, with steak fingers, uh, and some people, especially meat enthusiasts, call it blasphemy, but I love getting New York strips and using that as part of the steak finger. Or I using mean, that as the steak finger. That's what I'm cooking tonight, and I would not make steak fingers out of it. <laughs> See, I'm not... My best meat, I'll, I'll eat a ribeye over any any, oh, yeah. any day. So, I mean, to me, New York strips aren't that different than a sirloin, which is half. Uh, see, I completely agree. Because to me, like, sirloin is my line of, like, nope. Like, if someone offers me sirloin, I'm almost like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I really dislike it that much. But New York strip, if I have it, I'm like, this will be good. So, Agreed. for whatever reason, in my mind, those two are way different. Like, New York strip is the lowest of the good yeah. Cut to meat. For sure. I just, that's my favorite thing. But again, I still cut it thin strips, pound it like I would with the meat tenderizer. Um, but the key for me is I go egg, flour, egg, flour. You got to do it twice and then you start frying it. Um, and some people use milk. Um, 
I just don't see how you can because it doesn't help with sticking that flour together. Um, makes yeah. it very thin. Because to me, when you have a steak finger, you should have a solid crunch of batter on the outside. I mean, it depends. So, for it's like my dad made a lot of chicken fried steak when I was growing mm-hmm. up, right? But in my opinion, never put quite enough batter on it because it would always get kind of a little burnt, right? Yeah. And so to me, you're like, oh, you need more batter. But other people that amount, like, depends how you cook. It, it does. I guess, if that makes sense. Um, I've personally never made chicken fried steak or steak fingers, but I have done, I'll buy, like, those uh, thin pork chops, do chicken fried thin pork chops. Yep, those are good. Pretty good. Um, I don't know. I just really like chicken fried steak in restaurants and chicken fingers, like from Dairy Queen when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make bad versions. Yeah, no. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, most meals I will cook, like, I'm pretty good mm-hmm. um, at figuring all of it out. But I've just never even attempted it because I'm like, well, I don't want to fuck it up. I'll yeah. just go get a good one at any restaurant in Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> most people can do it just fine. I remember the time we got chicken fried steaks and chilies, and they made two of them. Yeah, the one. double. Um, and that was just way too big. Um, but, yeah, steak fingers uh, – I would cook them more often, but the mess that comes with cooking yeah. anything with flour, um, especially when you're using it um, as some sort of batter, it just gets everywhere. Yeah. That's my, and then having a three-year-old son that wants to grab everything he can off the counters, um, it makes it tough to cook those. But I, if I could have those once a day, I would be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, was that your number three? Yeah, that was my number three. All right, my number three is chicken and dumplings. Oh, chicken and dumplings are delicious. So growing up, I idolized chicken and dumplings. Mm-hmm. Like they were going to have an event. I was like, this is going to be the best day ever. I was super, super excited. Um, I feel like as I've eaten at family events, since I've learned to cook them, I think I make them better than anyone in my family. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm kick-ass with chicken and dumplings. But it's like the easiest thing to make ever. It is. Um, it really you can is. make it hard. So – the traditional way in which, like, most people in my family do is you get, like, a whole fucking chicken and you boil it until you can pull the bone carcass out and then all the meat's just in there with all the joints and the stuff you break your teeth on yep. when you're eating it. Um, you could do all that. Honestly, what I do is I just buy some chicken breast or chicken thighs or a combination, just whatever, and then you boil that up until it's good. Mm-hmm. I go boneless because why not? Yep. And it's easier just pretty pretty much my reasoning. Anyway, set it to the side, um, shred that up. I mean, you can cut it in cubes if you want to do that route. I do not. Um, I shred it up, set it kind of the side, and then you get two big old jugs of chicken broth, put in a big old pan, bring that to a boil. You can make your own dough if you want, but you know it's easier. Just buying biscuits. Buying some biscuits. Just buy some biscuits, flatten them out. I just rip off in random chunks. Some people prefer like little triangles or something prefer shapes right yep. i do not um some people also prefer just like putting a whole biscuit in there and it's like a giant <laughs> dumpling I, i've never done that it's not yeah. my family's way of doing it um anyway throw it in there and you just got to keep stirring it and then you guess for an hour if i wonder if these dumplings are done yet you have <laughs> to keep eating them but it's like the easiest thing it is and it's delicious and it's super delicious. You have a little salt and pepper well, and you can cook it whether it's in the winter or the summer um because it doesn't heat up your kitchen that much and it's just well, and i love leftover chicken and dumplings because oh. it gets a lot thicker it does um, and it's, those spices sit in there a little bit longer and it's it's good you're right so 
Chicken and dumplings, super easy, but I think people forget about it or they think it's harder than it is. I think um, a lot of people think it's harder because I think people want to create their own biscuits, which again is a very simple recipe. Um, I mean, I remember the first time I made it, I messed it up because I put way too much salt thinking we needed to salt up the broth oh, for no reason. Oh, no, yeah. So no need to do that. You can just add salt after it's done. And, and it's, it's good, yeah. And it's good. Agreed. All right, your number two. My number two is meatloaf. Uh, Saute fresh green beans, baked potatoes, and mac and cheese. Uh, mac and cheese is actually on my one and two because I love mac and cheese. But meatloaf is something that I, I absolutely can eat all the time, whether it's that night whenever it's hot or the next morning on bread, cheese, Meatloaf and sandwich, I can't kill. Exactly. I love meatloaf. I mean, you just take two pounds of either ground chuck, ground beef, whatever you want to use. Uh, egg and I use a French onion soup pack mix, which makes it easier for the seasonings. Um, add mustard, ketchup, um, salt, and pepper. Mix it all together. Put it in a pan. Put ketchup on it. Cook it in the oven at 350, 375, about 50, 55 minutes, and it's done. Yeah, I miss meatloaf for sure since I moved in with my wife. She <laughs> hates meatloaf. Uh, we try to cook it one time, and it, it I didn't put enough egg oh, to the mix. And Something so it didn't happened. Stay together? No, it was more of like just meat. Oh yeah. Like it wasn't loafy at all, right? If that makes oh, sense. Oh, and then oh, I forgot. You have to have crackers. You have to have some sort right. of bread. You gotta have uh, crackers or breadcrumbs. See, and that's what that's one thing. The big difference on a lot of people is whether you're using breadcrumbs. I've never owned breadcrumbs in my life. So every no. time something's like breadcrumbs, I'm like, I don't have that. Well, I've got it down where I use twenty six crackers in it. Um, and I just smash them up in a bag and put them in there. But no, I don't people use, I'm like, I'm not going to go buy a breadcrumb. My mom made a pretty good meatloaf growing up and one quarter of it, she would not put onions and jalapenos and that would be the one I ate. And I hated onions and jalapenos and I got, I was like, why would you ruin this? It's so perfect without it. Um, and whenever me and you live together, Mm -hmm. I live by myself. I made meatloaf all the time. Yeah. I want one of those cool meatloaf pans. Oh Yeah. Uh, you see on TV, uh, I feel like maybe then I could convince Koopy to let me make meatloaf. To make meatloaf. Uh, but generally speaking, I just don't get to make it too often, but I do really enjoy meatloaf. So, so it's a good call. Quick quick question for you on meatloaf. Are you, if you make meatloaf, do you put ketchup over the entire top yeah. of it? Okay. Or are you like these people? Honestly, like, like a cake. Three, okay. I do the exact same thing. But and then it hardens up and gets weird. And gets this awesome crystallized I remember shell. as a kid being so confused by, if you put ketchup on a meatloaf, like you ask the cake, and then you bake it, it's so good. It is. But if you had ketchup on like a plate and you had a corn dog, right? And then you heat that plate so ketchup was still on it. Oh, and that went the microwave. Oh, it was, I, I don't know. And as a kid, I remember thinking like, that should be bad because in the microwave, it's bad. Exactly, but it's delicious. Because, well, I've just had some people that make meatloaf that put like four lines of... of that's weird. I, I can't do that. That's I've weird. got to have the whole sheet of it. All right, so that's my number two, Mo. What is your number two uh, favorite meals to cook? My number two is because it's kind of fancy sounding. It's shrimp fettuccine alfredo. Oh, all right. Um, I know you don't like you never liked shrimp. You're coming around to it on some things. I mean, I I'll be honest, I didn't try it for the longest time. Um, it just looked bad, and I had it once, and it wasn't made good. So I go, I'm never having it again. And then I've recently, in the last three or four years, have just gotten on the bandwagon of eating shrimp. Popcorn shrimp's delicious. 
It I mean, is, absolutely. A, just like a chicken nugget. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I've never had lobster, but everyone says it's like a giant shrimp. I've had lobster. And so I'm and like, it, oh, man, I should. It's pretty good. I want one. Um, but anyway, so shrimp fettuccine alfredo is a pretty easy meal to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go garlic bread as a side. Of absolutely. Course. Uh, anyway, you can get pre-cooked shrimp coming in a red bag at the store and different various sizes. Mm-hmm. The small, they're going to shrink. When you cook them, they're going to shrink, right? They will. Good thing to know. The jumbo ones, I think, are a little too big, but they're probably pretty good. But like medium and large are doable. Um, and I think there's also a small and tiny yeah. size. There's all kinds of sizes. And the blue bags are the raw shrimp. And then you can get the raw ones to cook them. I've done it both ways. Um, honestly, for me, in a pasta, the already cooked ones work just fine. Yeah. I think if you know they were more of a center for me, like you were grilling them or something mm-hmm. like that, maybe the raw ones would be a lot better. Um, but my personal opinion, I think you can take the pre-cooked ones uh, I just do some like butter and garlic salts mm-hmm. and a little uh, skillet and just, and just kind of get them up to temperature. It takes like two minutes. Right. It's pretty quick. And then get your fettuccine noodles, of course. Cool pro tip. If you have like a big skillet, because we got a big one when we got married, mm-hmm. um, that the fettuccine noodles will lay in long ways. You can just fill that like halfway of water and then put the noodles in that and it boils in oh. half the time because it doesn't have it to doesn't do all the water. It doesn't need that big old giant water. Oh, that's pretty good way easier that way so anyway i normally do the noodles and then the thing with feta or with alfredo sauce is they come in smaller jars than spaghetti sauce so i kind of got to be aware of that now that's fine because there's only two of us here Mm -hmm. i don't even make whole box fettuccine normally i do like half the box um but i use the whole jar of alfredo so i would think if you're making it for everyone you might need need two for sure uh but then you just mix it all together um because of we used to love the whole Cajun whatever stuff at Chili's, I'll yeah, throw a little Creole every now and then. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, it spice it up some, uh, but it's a good meal. Um, it all whenever you make it, you're like, yeah, this is different than my normal pork chops. Or for sure, whatever. yeah, I hear you. All right, man. So number one for me, uh, my favorite meal to cook and eat is ribs, corn on the cob, mac and cheese, and baked beans. It's a lot of sides. Yeah, I know. I, I usually, with ribs, I usually have a lot of sides. I, I've i almost got it perfected with how I, I cook my ribs. Uh, you have. So, all right. So, because I've eaten a, a lot of your ribs through your days of yes. making ribs. Um, you used to overcook it a little bit to yep. where, like, you wanted to get the little charred things on the end, and that was somehow good. But then they were always too hard. They were. And I never, like, hated them. It was always good. But then the most recent time, maybe the last two times that I've ate ribs, you have you do have it down to where they're all soft. There's yeah, no they're, like they're hard edges or anything like that. I mean, yeah, it, they're really good. I what I and the thing that I have found that I, I have to do um, is I, I have to I have to brine those or or you can just set them in a pan, let them soak for a little while. Um, but Dude, I, brining is the most underrated thing ever. Like that's I, the only way to make chicken on a grill. Yeah, is to brine it or anything that's just lean well i mean watching uh was it barbecue pit masters yeah that's that's really what caught me into doing that right um but i use uh apple cider vinegar soy sauce and worcestershire and apple juice um and i just let it sit there for usually two hours um then i take it out season it put it back in the fridge for another hour or two um and my seasoning i make uh, homemade seasoning uh the base is obviously brown sugar and paprika um salt cumin onion powder garlic powder um a little bit of creole black pepper and salt and uh, 
I, I cook it on my grill that I have, and it's a charbroil. Um, I don't remember the name, of it, but it looks like one of those egg grills almost. Yeah, it's like a barrel. Yeah, it's like it's like what it looks like. It's a giant barrel. Um, Does that like grill and smoker both? Exactly. Sort of thing. So I, I cook it on there for uh, almost an hour of it being on there with the wood chips. I use apple wood because I, I just love it. Uh, spritz it with um, apple juice while it's in there. Then I take it off and wrap it. Put it back on there for another hour. I used to cook it for an hour and a half. And that's where you would get that extra little bit of char that I thought was what you wanted. Not, not, it's not the best. Um, Maybe for those fancy folks. Exactly, right? But no, these are, I've got it to the point where you can just take it and you can just almost pull that rib bone right off the meat. Right. Um, but that's, well, that's I'm surprised I like it so much because I'm not a big fan of apple juice or apple wood stuff normally, yep. but it all works pretty good. For sure. Um, and then you said macaroni and cheese is one of your sides, right? Yeah. What do you think is the best mac and cheese? Okay, so it's always between she uh, uh, Kraft macaroni and then shells and cheese, Vel Velveeta shells and cheese. Right. This um, morning I proposed shell Velveeta shells and cheese. Yeah. And my wife responded with, yuck, yuck, yuck. And I was like, what? No, I mean, they are the best, um, but they're also the most filling to me. Yeah. Um, but I, if I could choose out of the two, it's going to be Velveeta shells and cheese. I mean, to me, the last... Because all these foods are changing, right? They're changing their ingredients. Yeah. To me, for whatever reason, the Velveeta shells and cheese doesn't mix as well as it used to. Because, like, it used to easily be on it. But now I'll mix it, mix forever, and I'll get a bite, and there'll be, like, a whole noodle spot with no cheese. I'm like, exactly. what? Something's different. Well, it, it's like it's way too thick. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it is easier to cook because you don't have to get, you know, butter and milk and put it in there. Right. Um, but I, I think Velveeta shells and cheese, I mean... I could have macaroni and cheese almost as a side with everything. Plus, my son loves it, so that helps. Yeah. Um, but Velveeta shells and cheese is what I like. He likes, my son loves Kraft uh, macaroni and cheese. See, I always like the original as well. Um, they have, like, the Kraft Deluxe, which is kind of, like, basically their version of, of the shells and cheese. Shells yeah. and cheese, and it's good, too. Um, but it's way too expensive. I want to make homemade ones because, I mean, it's, you just put goddamn cheese and noodles in. I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it always looks good, but I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I it's grew like, up I on the blue box. <laughs> exactly right. I grew up right. on the blue box, so I don't want to ruin it. I hear you. Um, all right. My number one is ribeyes. Yep. Grilled corn and grilled potatoes. Oh, yeah. Well, like grilled baked potatoes. Yep. Those are the I best. Do. Um, like this meal, because you don't have to use your stove at all. Exactly. And that's, when you cook on the grill, one of the best parts is the lack of dishes. Agreed. Absolutely so, agreed. Whenever I do something like this, it's only pretty good. Um, to me, ribeyes are my favorite cut of meats. Yep. Uh, same here. You kind of want the whole marbled look. Everyone's like, I don't understand why. It's because this shit means there's fat in there. It's going to be delicious. I don't know. Ribeyes are the best. Uh, so, of course, I'm going to do that. I personally kind of like mine. Like, uh, I like my meat still be pink, but I don't want it to like you don't cut into it. it and red juice comes out. Okay. So, you're like a medium well. But not quite that far, because medium well is more of like a line of pink in the middle. So you want so somewhere between a medium and a medium well. Right. So that's kind of where I'm going at. Um, like I mentioned, my father, he's on the well, well done scale. Yes. Uh, so like if my he comes and eats, is, I'll make sure I cook his longer or whatever. I always throw my pops is on because he doesn't like any. If there's red juice coming out, nope. I'm like you're ruining this steak. I mean, they're all good. I mean, I would eat a well done steak. Someone handed it to me, so I'm not like that. Yeah. I mean, crazy I would, but it. if. I have a choice. I'm always exactly. going to be going medium rare to medium depending on who's cooking. So anyway, rabbi's the best. Uh, when I do grilled corn, I think you 
had it before. I kind of do like yeah. the whole circus corn style where I put like a fuckload of seasoning salt <laughs> and pepper and all this stuff and butter and I wrap in foil and then it gets all delicious. And then I've, I've had some battles with grilled baked potatoes because there's sometimes you'll just do it and they turn out perfect. And then there's been other times where I'm like, oh, it's still not done. Well, let me just cook it longer, and then that's not a big deal. And I've had other times, like the same amount of time, and it comes out and, and it's, it's like burnt, burnt yeah, like the whole thing through, and you're and, like, yeah, the inside's the all heck? crusted, right? <laughs> um, so that one's probably not the easiest. And the microwave with wax paper is the easiest way to do this. Oh yeah, um, the oven takes forever and heats up your whole house. Yep. Uh, but if you can get a good one on the grill, it is the lit. Like so tonight, I'm making. Uh, New York strip, mm-hmm. baked potatoes on the grill, and then we're doing like a salad, I believe. Um, but I'm not gonna just really hope and pray that I get these potatoes to turn get them, out get them on point. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that rounds up our top five. So some honorable mentions I have. Uh, one thing I've really fell in love with is turkey legs from Walmart because there's three of them for five dollars. Oh shit, that's cool. Like they are awesome. Um, are they as good as like Carnival? I mean, you can cook them that way, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, they're not little bitty like chicken legs. These are big, massive turkey legs. Hell yeah, that's cool. Um, my wife's been uh, injecting them and then cooking them in the oven. Um, I've tried it on the grill. I just haven't had enough time to to continue doing it to get it perfect. But she cooks it in the oven very well. It cooks it about 30, 45 minutes, um, depending on how hot she needs to cook it that day. Um, but those things have really, like I said, they're super cheap. It's turkey, so I'm not eating that red meat that I... They told me I should back off on, um, and it, it's turkey legs. You can't go wrong right. with the turkey leg. Yeah. Um. Some honorable mentions were chicken enchiladas. Oh man, I had your chicken enchiladas. They are bomb. Yeah. Um. I keep it fairly simple. Um. He has cube chicken. Gotta try cutting cubes if you can. Mm-hmm. Um. I put a little onions and peppers on a lot because I don't really like onions and peppers a whole lot. You don't like vegetables in general. But I put a, yeah, vegetables aren't really my thing. Um, but chicken enchiladas are pretty good. They just take a lot of work. There's a lot of steps involved <laughs> in chicken enchiladas, so you got to really be in the mood. But they normally hit the spot if yeah. you take that much time. And then something me and you normally do together or have is a fried fish. I'll say the fried fish. Um, having a fish fry is always awesome because yep. we'll go catch fish, and then you'll gut and clean them. And then the key to this, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm not trying to like hoard this secret, is you got to soak the fish in milk. Yep. So any seafood that tastes like... A lake, like the way lake waters or rivers smell, mm-hmm. like to me, I never want to taste it. Or the way like when you catch a fish and you smell and you're like, oh, that smells like a raw <laughs> fish. I don't want to taste that. Um, so you soak it in milk and then that gets the flavor out. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, people don't do it. Like you can go to restaurants, they don't, yeah, do, they it, don't do it. And you're like, oh, this is disgusting. Um, so anyway, soak it in milk. And then I always get the Louisiana fish fry. Yep. Brand. That's the good stuff. I think it's the best one. I know... Um, Bass Pro Shop has a good one as well. My dad likes. Yep. Uh, but fried fish are good, and then you love hush puppies. So getting, I love some hush. Getting puppies. some hush puppies. Always get way too many that I can't eat. Well, and uh, then we normally do homemade French fries when we do it because you're yep. like, well, we got all the grease out anyway. So Might as well do it. Chop up some potatoes, do homemade French fries. Uh, that one's going as well. And then earlier I mentioned breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. I love breakfast burritos. It would have made my top five if I would have thought of breakfast <laughs> at all. Uh, growing up, my mom made. Sausage and eggs is what we called it, where she browned sausage like hamburger meat, mm-hmm. you know, like you're making tacos or whatever. And then she mixes in egg, scrambled eggs in with it, cooks that. And then that's what we would have. So I got to have a bowl of sausage and egg together. And yep. it was awesome. It was one of my favorite things. 
And then when I was like 16 one day, she was like, oh, yeah, this is what you do to make breakfast burritos. I'm like, why the hell have we never had <laughs> breakfast burritos? And then she made it one time, and it was delicious. And so we started having it. And then when I got to college, I made it all the time. Yeah, you did. And I still do. It is so good. You get some cheese. I mean, it's really simple to it do, is. and it's delicious. The key is honestly what size tortillas you get. Yeah. Because if you get those huge-ass ones, it's not going to work out. I was going to say, you can't get the huge ones. Um. But I love making that. I love making French toast, we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few. I also like just doing fried eggs. Fried eggs. Yeah, like fried eggs are. I've never made poached eggs, but I watch like all the Gordon Ramsay shit yeah. right, or any of that. And it's like anyone should be able to do a poached egg well. And I want to try it, but just I just never have. Can't, yeah. I, I, I don't want to ruin an egg. Exactly. No, I hear you. Um, something else that I, I really like uh, is pork butt. Um, whether you want to cook it, you know, in a crock pot or uh, in the stove or on a grill. Um, I've cooked pork butt on the grill before, um, but my personal preference is honestly my wife cooking it in the crock pot. Um, she puts a whole onion on the bottom. I don't know what all juices she puts in there. Um, and then it's let to cook for about seven, eight hours until it just literally falls apart. Um, but the key to me is making sure that you uh, season your pork butt whenever you sear it. Uh, so it stays with it. Because if you just season the entire broth or whatever that you put in there, not all of that gets in that pork butt. Um, and I also think you have to make sure that you're... I, I love injecting. Um, so injecting as you're going through with that juice on the uh, It tastes pretty delicious. I've always wanted to... Mm -hmm. um, I feel like if I had a smoker, I would like make ribs probably. Yeah. And I would also probably try to do a pork butt and a smoker. Um, but I've never really made it to where I liked it. So when I, growing up, my dad would make it, make it in the barbecue, right? Um, and it was all right. It was pretty good. I didn't hate it, and I liked it. Um, but I've tried that in a crock pot. I've tried it. Um, I guess just a crock pot's really all I've done. And I just never enjoy like, something about the, I don't know, just something about it. I don't ever really enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's not, it, I don't it really is, like it. It's definitely different. I mean, having it on a grill, it, it's, I mean, that's the best way if you can cook it. Right. Um, it's just that takes quite a lot of time. Right. Um, and I well, mean. The two guys I work with each have electric grill or electric smokers, and they keep trying to convince me to get one. Like, I mean, they're awesome. I'm making the choice not to. Like, it's not a money <laughs> exactly, scenario. Right. Um, but, yeah, pork butt's good. And then one thing I've recently gotten into is spaghetti and homemade meatballs. I do when we lived together out of nowhere, you got so into spaghetti, you'd be like, Hey man, you think you could cook spaghetti tonight? And I'm yes. like, Yeah, dude, it's not a big deal at all. And you were just like like once a week, you're like, We have spaghetti. I'm like, Yeah, let's go get the shit, I guess. I, I love spaghetti, man. See, me and my wife Delicious. both do not like spaghetti sauce or tomato sauce really. Oh, yeah. It's like we get pizza, we go light sauce and mm -hmm. so anytime I make spaghetti, because sometimes I'm in the mood. Yeah. For spaghetti, um, but she's never in the mood for spaghetti sauce, like ever. Like there has never been a time she's like, that Let's was pretty good. <laughs> she's always afterwards like, what a sauce. I'm like, it's spaghetti. <laughs> what else can we do? That's that's funny. I mean, it, I just I love spaghetti, and then I've, I like the brand with the old man's face on uh, it. Newman's Own. Yeah. Yep, I agreed, and plus it gives 100 percent profits to charity. Um, so I mean, it's a, it's great, but my favorite. Uh, thing to do is making these homemade meatballs using a pound of Italian sausage and a pound of hamburger meat. Um, and I use these Italian crumbs they sell at Walmart, uh, yep. like from Progresso. Amazing. Right on. Um, but the first time I made them. I just bought a bag of the frozen meatballs. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to shrink a lot more. 
and it did not. So I had like baseball size meatballs uh, the first time. Did you I get them cooked through? Oh yeah, they took quite a long time. Right. Um, but I got them cooked through, and it was just uh, yeah, that was the first time. And so I've slowly been uh, improving that. But it definitely was uh, funny. But I, that's that's something that I can eat quite often. You have to have the everything Italian bread for me on that, right. um, which is like a dollar at Walmart to get, and it's it's pretty bomb. Oh, I guess my last thing I'm honorable mentions is deer chili. Oh, deer chili! I made deer chili quite a bit lately. My father-in-law kills some deer, gives us meat. I wish I knew how to what to do with backstrap or some of these other things we have. Um, some people are like, just use deer meat like you would hamburger meat. No, that shit is dry as fuck. No, you can't. I tried to use that for like hamburger helper once. It was like, oh, it's so dry. Um, but deer chili, way I do it, put in a crock pot. I cook the deer meat early in the morning. Well, first you cook sausage because mm-hmm. it's fattier. Yeah. And then you dump the sausage in and then you have some of the grease. You cook the deer meat in that. It's very bloody. It's You're going to smell very... You smell lots of blood. It's a different, different thing cooking deer meat, it seems. Um, cook that, put that in there, and then you mix, uh, what are those white beans called? Pinto beans? No, no. They're white kidney beans. Uh, it's some crate like Kamalia. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll have to f- let y'all know in the future. But anyway, you look for the white beans. Get two cans of those. You get a can of tomatoes. There was some water in there, I believe. I can't remember. I feel like there's probably something else I'm missing. I know I put garlic. I'm a big garlic fan. Yeah. Um, cook down the crock pot, make some cornbread. Jiffy, best cornbread. Jiffy, man. That's some... It's like with, 49 cents for a deal, and they're the delicious. Dude, they so are. Um, but anyway, I like deer chili. All right, power. Right now, we're going to be like hour and a quarter of an hour into this so far. Should we do this last topic I wanted to cover? Think we can fit it in? Yeah, I bet we can fit it in. All right. So I just randomly stumbled upon this story about this guy who some people out there may just completely already know. Uh, apparently, there was a Jim Carrey movie, I Love You, Philip Morris, that already kind of talked about some of this. I never saw the movie, so I guess maybe I'm just the only one unaware. <laughs> um, but there was this guy named uh, Stephen J. Russell. He's from Texas. Uh, he's gay. That comes into the play later. Anyway, he's escaped from jail a few times, or prison a few times, I should say. Uh, try to see if I can get to uh, how he is. So, a few, like one time, he just he dyed his jail garb green through markers he stole so that they appeared to be scrubs, and he just walked out as a part of a <laughs> medical staff. It's it's ballsy and impressive. Right. Another time, he found some stole some laxatives somehow. Started taking him so he would lose a massive amount of weight, convinced people that he had HIV, and then while going to his HIV thing, somehow set up some fake thing and called the prison saying they were needing people for some experimental drug. And then he volunteered for that thing that he set up. And Holy then when God. he went to the meeting for it, he just left because he was the one who said. So, anyway. The dude's currently now, he has 114 years in jail. Um, he's nonviolent. He's never had a violent offense yeah. on his record. But yet he spends 23 hours a day in solitary confinement, one hour a day outside. Because he's going to escape. Because he's been so good at escaping. I see where it looks like maybe one of the first times he was arrested. It was because 
Uh, he poses a millionaire from Virginia in an attempt to legitimize a $75,000 loan from a bank. Right. So, yeah, he tried to get a $75,000 loan, and then he acted like he was this billionaire that was backing it up. That's how he first went to jail for fraud. Yeah, and it says that he faked a heart attack, was transported to the hospital. He was placed on security watch, but he impersonated an FBI agent, called the hospital on cell phone, and told them that he could be released. Yeah. He was released. Like, this dude is, he's intelligent. Right. Um, but it is funny that he does all of this just to now get a 23-hour um, solitude from everyone. Yeah. So, anyway, that wouldn't take up a whole lot of time, but I read that and was like, oh, I got to bring that up. Cause yeah. Because that's crazy. That I mean, his sentence is currently until July 12th, 2140. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this dude's- if LV would have escaped... With a cool idea like yeah. that and not like holding a knot to some, I would have respected him more. But then now he's pissed because he only got three cigarettes. I know. Which I haven't heard from him in a few weeks. Really? Yeah. I have not heard from him. Um, I've sent maybe him emails. He, uh, maybe he decided to punch somebody again and got put himself into Right. I mean, he'll be there a while. while. I'm sure eventually he'll get get a hold of me. Yeah. I mean, we do also have another fraternity brother, which is crazy is how many people fraternity that are in jail. we got another one that's uh, in jail here in Ada. Oh, yeah. I forgot um, about that. For, I don't know how long it is. I don't know. It's either seven months or seven years. I don't know. Um, it's for armed rob- or, uh, excuse me, uh, robbery, breaking and entering, uh, assault. Uh, they hit him with, I think, four or five felonies. Um, Damn. I thought he knocked an old man out, but he didn't. The old man just laid there, acting like he got knocked out, and then just remembered the license plate of the car that was leaving, um, and they tracked him down that way. Yeah. That whole story was crazy. It, it was. Absolutely nuts. All right, man. I don't have anything else for today. Okay, so it's going to be our crew. Okay. And then me and you have to figure out when we're going to record the episode that will come out the day after Christmas, is it? Isn't Christmas Monday? 26th. Yep. Yeah, so me and you will need to figure that out because um, I'm guessing Christmas Eve we might not be able to. So anyway, Yeah. We'll I've see. got two family things to do on that and day. And then next week. We're going to do, like I said, Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. My wife, Koopy, is going to be on because she loves Christmas more than anybody I know. Um, she, she wants to she, share her. If you would let her, she'd have that Christmas tree up all year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she every time we record a podcast, she watches a Christmas movie. <laughs> she wants to be in on the top five favorite Christmas movies. It's been a struggle for me to get past one, to be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got, I've got two. Yeah, so that's why she's going to be on here because I'm a, a Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> There's one right there. Yeah, I like the original car. I've never seen the live-action Grinch, though. Yeah. So I couldn't put it on. But I like Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right. Well, anyway, that's all we have. Again, send us an email uh, with any topic ideas. Um, yeah, and again, that email is thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com, T-H-E-P-O-W-W-O-W-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. Again, send us with any ideas, questions, suggestions, or corrections. Yes, and like, subscribe, tell people about us. We need more listeners. That would be awesome. Yeah, as always, um, I know you guys are listening, but if you tell people we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Peace. Out.